The reality of living this side of heaven is that we don't always get the outcome we desire. I probably don't have to tell you that. My guess is that you've faced your share of disappointments in life and maybe pondered God's faithfulness in all of it. Is he still faithful when life doesn't go as we had hoped? Can we still put our faith in God when our circumstances fall short of our dreams? If these questions are familiar to your heart, join Million Praying Moms and author Aaron H. Warren in our brand new five-day devotion, Advent Prayers, a study of the faithful one at Christmas. It's yours free when you sign up at millionprayingmoms.com. Do you ever just not feel like praying? I was talking to a friend the other day about what to do when this happens and realized quickly that I'm not the only one who struggles from time to time. Hey friends, it's Brooke McLaughlin, your host of the Million Praying Moms podcast. The mission of our time together is to help you learn to make prayer the first and best response to the challenges of parenting, a partnership between you and the God who loves your children more than you do. Together, we're learning to pray God's word for our children in the areas they need it most and growing in our understanding of how prayer works. There have been two seasons in my past when I didn't feel like praying, but the one I want to talk about today was the season after we miscarried our third child. After a word from our sponsor, I'll tell you that story. Proverbs 30 verse 8 says, Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Unfortunately, we live in a world where difficulties, abuse, and even betrayal happens on a daily basis. This Bible verse is perfect to pray for your children and yourself. Having walked through her own story of betrayal, author Jennifer Lynn Heck knows firsthand the importance of this prayer. She writes about it in her book, Walking Victoriously Through a Fiery Furnace, available on Amazon. In the book, she shares what can happen when we become vulnerable and how God enables us to victoriously overcome. Walking Victoriously Through a Fiery Furnace is written as the story of Victoria Grace, a young woman born with a crippling physical disability who experiences betrayal but overcomes and receives the healing only God can give. It's designed with beautiful, full-color pages, and Bible passages are creatively interwoven into the story. Discover how you and your family can use what Jennifer calls the Word-Activated Response Strategy in prayer to defeat Satan's deception and attacks and receive hope and encouragement in your own fiery trials. Get your copy of Walking Victoriously Through a Fiery Furnace now on Amazon. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's been over a decade now since we lost that baby, and while I don't talk about it a lot, it's still very much with me. A few Sundays ago, our pastor mentioned that it was World Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day. His words really caught me off guard, and as he spoke, I began to feel tears well up and threaten my mascara. In fact, I looked over at my husband at one point and said, is my mascara running down my face? 
And when we got in the car, he turned to me and said, babe, did it just catch you? Yes, it did. It might have been that the sermon was on praying dangerous prayers, and I had been praying some dangerous prayers in that season. It might have been the song that we sang at the end that reminded me of something very precious to me. And I was feeling already kind of mushy and grateful to have the voice that God had given us. I might have already been tender going into that special announcement, or it might have been that my heart told my body that it had more grieving to do. It's been 12 years since we lost our third baby to miscarriage, and truly, I've experienced so much healing. I don't talk about it a lot because in some ways, it still feels like sacred ground, but I've learned that it's okay to still need to grieve. My tears validate and remember the life that I carried for a short time that was just as much a part of our family as the two boys that we have walking this earth today. I'm grateful for what our loss taught me about myself. I'm grateful for what it revealed to me about the strength of my husband and our marriage. I'm grateful for the way it helped me see what I have in a new light. And I'm grateful for the way it gave Jesus the opportunity to meet me in pain. But as you might imagine, I wasn't all that grateful in the midst of it. When we first found out we were pregnant, I had created this prayer box. It was a cheap blue recipe box, but the inside content was extremely valuable to me. I hand-selected private prayers for our new baby, and I took them to God and asked Him to breathe life and health and peace into the heart of the tiny baby that I was carrying next to my heart. In my book, Unraveled, Hope for the Mom at the End of Her Rope, I tell the story of what happened next. I said, in early September of 2011, we went to the obstetrician's office for a regular seven-week maternity checkup. We made our way to the ultrasound room, prepared to meet our newest addition for the first time. However, it was apparent to me within the first few moments that something was wrong. After several twists of the wand and pushes of the button, the sonographer, who was a friend of ours, turned to me with tears in her eyes and broke the news. This baby was no longer with us. And on September 20th of 2011, our third child slipped into eternity with God, and I closed the lid to that prayer box. To those around me, I appeared to manage the grief pretty well, but the depth of my prayer life took a hit, and this cynicism kind of crept into my heart. I was shaken, no longer sure God would come when I called. As it turns out, I wasn't alone. There was another woman who lost someone she loved and was hurt deeply because she thought Jesus didn't come when she needed him, Mary. In Luke 10, verses 38 through 42, we read the story of the death of Lazarus, Mary's brother. Although they had sent word for him, Jesus hadn't come in time to prevent Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus, from dying, and Mary was mad about it. She was hurt, wounded, and mad. Listen to her response in John 11, verse 20, when Jesus finally did arrive, four days after her brother had died. The scriptures say, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. As she sat there in her grief, I imagine Mary wondered why Jesus had chosen not to be good to her, answering her prayers in a way she thought only could be good. Mary was the one who sat at the feet of Jesus while he taught, Just a few chapters before the death of Lazarus, Mary had neglected helping her sister Martha serve so that she would be near Jesus, so that she could hear him teach and offer her devotion to him. But now, now she sat unmoved while he waited for her outside. Have you ever sat unmoved in the presence of Jesus? You know who he is, but you're so hurt or wounded by his choice to allow you to hurt that 
you, like Mary, sit unmoved, unable to talk to him. That's how I felt after our miscarriage. Like Jesus had deliberately chosen not to be good to me. I could see him being good to other people around me, but I didn't know if I could trust him to be good to me anymore. And when you aren't sure God is good, it most definitely affects the way you feel about prayer. Talking to God is an intimate thing, and there are massive amounts of trust involved. Trust in him as the sovereign God. Trust that he's kind. Trust that he cares about the things we care about. Trust that he'll hold our tears and our desperate pleas with gentleness and concern. Trust that he has the ability to actually do something about them and trust that he's good. For me, our miscarriage shook that trust that I had in the goodness of God, and that caused me to not feel like offering him my heart in prayer. So if you're finding yourself in a season where you don't feel like praying, I'd like to offer you four tips. Number one, it's okay to have questions. And it's okay not to understand what God's doing in your situation. Go ahead and ask him about those questions. He already knows that you have them. So just be open about it and then get into his word to find the answers. Number two, while it's okay to ask the questions, don't get stuck in them. There are going to be things this side of heaven, friends, that we are just not going to understand. Never. We're never going to understand them. Part of maturing in Christ is learning to live with that. And knowing that even if God doesn't give you the answers you think you need, he will always give you more of himself. And tip number three, listen for Jesus calling your name. Once you're in a real relationship with him, you're in it for life and he will come looking for you when you're lost. Listen to what he did for Mary later in John chapter 11. This is in verses 28 through 29. It says, Martha called her sister Mary saying in private, the teacher is here and he's calling for you. And when she heard it, when Mary heard it, she rose quickly and she went to him. Guys, Jesus called Mary by name. He knew she was missing from among the family that day. So he called for her. He noticed her absence. And that was all it took for her to come running. And tip number four, Jesus knows if you've been absent lately. And he's always actively pursuing our hearts. Maybe the solution to your lack of desire to pray is just to pray anyways. Maybe you just need to move a little bit. One step of faith that says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Obedience precedes emotion. 99% of the time, if we'll obey, even when we don't feel like it, we'll eventually start to feel like it or just feel something. And that's what happened for me. When I felt Jesus calling for me to join him in prayer, I decided to just pray regardless of how I felt about it. And over time, the feelings of reconnection and trust overcame the feelings of loss. Jesus gave me more of himself, and that was enough. Friends, I sincerely hope that this has helped you know what to do when you don't feel like praying. If you'd like to go deeper and find more tips, I've put together an entire series of them inside of a new ebook called Prayer Tips, Getting Closer to Jesus Even When It's Hard. It includes six total tips, including today's, plus a collection of 25 verses or passages on prayer that are designed to help you think more deeply about its role in your life. I want to challenge you to think about prayer outside of the box that you currently keep it in. Find out more about it in today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Till next time, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Million Praying Moms podcast. 
If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Go check them out. Hey there, it's Carly Mercoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.